everybody, it's John from JohnLumer.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast, where uh, we basically get drunk on social media. Um, and it looks like I'll be doing it all by myself today, which is kind of pathetic. But there's an excuse for it, and uh, it's all my fault. So, And I feel horrible about it. So essentially what happened... I recorded this week's podcast with a terrific guest. I'm not going to, oh man, I, I don't even want to mention who it is because I've still got to let them know what happened. And um, I was a little bit later this week in terms of publishing it, but I was like, you know, I'll, I'll publish it in the afternoon. And then I went in to, to edit it up to publish, and I realized I was not recording computer audio. I was only recording my own audio. So basically, it just sounded like me talking to myself or talking to an imaginary person <laughs> for 30 minutes. And, uh, man, my heart just sank. It felt awful. So, but we got to record a podcast, right? So I'm sitting here with my, I mean, it's Friday afternoon, sitting here with my beer. And, um, you know, every once in a while, we just got to go to a bar and hang out by ourselves. And I'm going. I'm going to imagine that you're you're one of those people that pulled up at the bar, and maybe I've had a couple already, and uh, I feel comfortable just spouting off about uh, Facebook marketing, so and social media marketing. So that's what I'm going to do today, and I got some stuff to talk about. Quite frankly, I mean, this is something I don't want to dwell on this too much and talk about myself because essentially what this is, that's what this is, uh, and I don't want to make too big of a deal of it. And I'm referring to the Social Media Examiner uh, list of top 10 social media blogs of 2013, which I was just named to. But I, I feel like it's necessary because I think that there's so many lessons to be learned out of this. And it's not just me bragging about it, but I want, I want you to know my story to understand how I got there and know that it's perfectly attainable by a lot of people. So you never want to say that anyone can do anything, right? You got to have certain skills to do to do certain things. So I'm not gonna say anyone could do it, but I'm saying my skills. If you there, there are many, many people out there who have the same skills I have, who have the same resources that I had um, at the beginning of this thing, and I did not invest a ton. And I'm gonna get into that a little bit as well, uh, give you a breakdown. So. Let's uh yeah let's kind of rewind here, um you know about a month ago I guess I was named to that the finalist list and to be quite frank this last month has been very very difficult to focus because even though I don't want to make a big deal out of making that list it was a goal of mine it was a crazy crazy goal that I set a year ago but it was a goal and I knew full well that um it it would change some things. I'm going to talk about that in a second, but, um, so <laughs> I, I had a hard time focusing and, um, this entire month, uh, I just, I struggled with it. And then it was finally launched or finally announced Monday morning and, uh, and my phone blew up. And what's one of the nice things, I guess, about living mountain, mountain time is that I woke up to all these messages and stuff on my phone so uh, it was it was kind of cool, and I and I knew pretty quickly what had happened, or at least that I was on that list, and I didn't know where, and it really it didn't matter where, 
but um, just being on that list and having that badge I can put on my site is is pretty cool. But um, so really, there are two things. First of all, regarding this, there are two ways of looking at it. Really, um, Marcus Sheridan, who's someone I respect dearly, and who was on that list last year, and who I followed ever since finding him on that list, uh, was one of the judges this year, and he wrote a post after being put on that list last year essentially saying it doesn't mean anything um it doesn't change anything uh, it changes some of the ways you're perceived but you know in the end that one of the things that I, I keep saying over and over it's a very subjective uh list it's three people three people I respect dearly and their opinions about the three best blogs out of, first of all, 750 that were nominated, but quite frankly, thousands and thousands of blogs out there. And, you know, as much as I really appreciate it, I realize that if any one of those people, I mean, it's quite, it could have been quite simple for them not to really even know who I was. Marcus knew how I was partly through my networking over the last year and following his stuff. And I, don't, I really don't know how much the other two knew who I was. So um, that, that likely helped. I, I don't know. Um, but uh, it's, it's, it doesn't really change anything in that um, I still got to keep doing what I'm doing. I still got to keep pumping out content. I've got to figure out ways to make money. I've got to find partnerships that make sense. And... Um, you know, it's really nice validation, but it doesn't change anything. On the other hand, yes, it changes some stuff. <laughs> Let's be frank right here. Um, that validation was huge to me. I mean, con- considering where I've been over the last year and the last 17 months since this business in a really raw sense in the beginning was created, that validation is really important. It's important not only for people uh see you know if they when they see that badge and i can use that wear that badge of honor when i go out and you know talk to people um that means so much more than just some other social media guy talking to you and that you've never heard of before so that but that validation and like all that hard work i put in and now getting recognized you're a fool if you say it means absolutely nothing It, it means something um, and it does mean some more traffic. I mean, quite look, I found Marcus's site, and I found Heidi Cohen's site, who is also on the list this year, which was an honor to be on that list with her again this year. Um, I found their sites by searching top social media blogs, and it went straight to that list. And that's the same thing that's going to be happening now and probably through the rest of the year as I'll continue to get that traffic, which is great. And it's going to be qualified traffic. Uh, hopefully, and people looking for the type of content I provide. So now that's it. Traffic's not a problem for me. I figured out the traffic game. It's not really a game, but it's just create a lot of good content. So this this padded a little bit more, but it's nice. That social proof though is gonna be huge in terms of business. It probably allow me to increase some prices on things. Probably allow me to uh, take some risks that I might not have felt comfortable taking before making some investments. Um, and the other thing that changes is, you know, I've, I've seen this already. Lots of people reaching out, 
and you, you always not quite sure who you can trust. Um, and lots and lots of new faces, lots of new names, people introducing themselves, and uh, you know, I can't complain because seriously, a year ago, no one cared who I was, and I was trying to reach out to people and getting no response. So, if you have a choice, obviously take this. Um, that said, you know, it's a week, yeah, not a week later, but five days later, start starting to go back to normal a little bit. And really try not to get a big head about it because no one likes that. Um, but it's given me some chances to reflect really on this last 17 months. And um, it's emotional because, um, and I've told my story many times, but I think it's important for people, especially entrepreneurs or people who've been thrust into the role of being an entrepreneur, to understand my story so that maybe they can get some hope um, in, in terms of the struggles that they're facing. So 17 months ago, I was laid off. And a story that I don't believe I've ever told publicly is that this was actually the second time I've been laid off in three years. The first time was by a startup, which was the, the first uh, job I had after one of the best jobs you could ever have, which I had at the NBA. I left in my own will at the NBA just to move back to Colorado and then uh, took a job with the startup and was laid off six months later. So I was searching at that time. And then I ended up hooking up with American Cancer Society and got laid off two and a half years later again. So here I, here I was, 17 months ago. No idea what I was going to do. Um, I created my website because I kind of figured out pretty quickly um, that that needed to be done. I, I believe I bought the domain maybe two days, two days or so after my layoff. I launched the site on the, on the 29th, which was 11 days um, after my layoff. That was my, when my first blog post was written. And, you know, obviously I, I struggled. Right? I didn't know really what I wanted to do with, with the site. I used it as a... Uh, a way to to highlight and showcase my skills. Just you know, this is this is what I do, and basically what I did it was like I would go to uh, job fairs and garbage like that, and give them my resume and say, "Hey, go to my website and check out this, some things I've done." And my website was built off of a free theme and was really not all that impressive. And I wrote some blog posts. Not all that consistently or anything, covering a wide range of topics, you know, social media in general for personal and, and uh, commercial use, just job search stuff. And um, so, yeah, that's what I was doing. And and really in the beginning, once I started realizing that I needed to make it work and it wasn't going to be just like an interactive resume type site, I need to make it work and start writing more content and start worrying more and more about traffic. Um, it's funny because what I found worked the most for traffic back then was writing about Facebook privacy. So anything about Facebook privacy and hoaxes, it was a blessing and a curse because I had one post that went crazy and then that would calm down. And then I'd think, oh man, I need to get traffic again. So I'd write about the same topic again. But I was dumb. I was dumb in the beginning because... It, it didn't bring me any money. Like, I eventually threw some AdSense on there. And for what? I was, like, making 
you know, I think at in the beginning, the first few months once I put AdSense up, the most I was making was like seventy-five bucks in a month. And at the and I'll get this. And I don't know if I have time to get through this, so I'll just explain it briefly. But I, I peaked at getting about six hundred dollars a month in AdSense. But um, a landmark was yesterday. I can, turned it completely off. No more AdSense, um, which is I think a really good sign in that I'm making enough money now where I can. Uh, cut off a revenue stream and and for the purpose of making the experience better and that's something i couldn't afford to do in the beginning so anyway so i was relying too much on viral posts i was chasing traffic but chasing traffic didn't mean anything it did they didn't lead to business it gave me very very little money um so my site my site struggled and my facebook page was the same way you know i started in november of 2011 that first month was tough, you know. It's one of those you, you know how it is. You you invite all your friends, but your friends uh, like the page just to be nice. They're not necessarily interested in what you're doing, but they're being nice. So that first month, I wrote 36 posts. 26 of them never received a single like or comment. And one of the stories that just pains me is I wrote a, a, a creative video. When I reached 65 fans, whole 65, um, thanking everybody for for like my page and being along for the ride, which I love to say, no one even liked or commented on it. Like this heartfelt message, and so it's like it was painful, but I fought through it. And I think um, it's one of those things that most people, I don't know if it's most or or many, but definitely many would have given up, you know, around that first month or so, taking whatever job they could get. But, you know, I was determined, and part of that determination really goes back to, you know, the desire and really requirement for me to stay home with my family, stay close. I've been spoiled in that way, but it's become really, it's been really important. I mean, it's been almost 10 years now since our oldest son was diagnosed with cancer. He's 100% healthy now, and he has been for a long time, but when that happened, it's one of those things that put things in perspective. And like coaching our, my three boys, baseball teams is really important to me. So I'm not going to go work downtown and, you know, all that stuff and lose that couple hours home every day. And, and so, and I've always just wanted to do my own thing. So anyway, so I was struggling making nothing, right? I mean, I'm talking nothing. I was investing nothing. I was making nothing. And, um, you know, I, I needed direction. And so what makes me most emotional really about being on that list is that it was, you know, they talk about New Year's resolutions um, and how, you know, you just forget about them and they go away and they're a waste of time. Well, they've been really important to me the last couple of years. And 2012 is when I decided to shift my focus and start creating a routine. And part of that shift of focus involved finding that list that social media list social media examiner list of 2012 and and following some of those people religiously and and mainly really Heidi Cohen Marcus Marcus Sheridan and I think a couple others on that list and I started following them really closely and watching what they did taking their advice and applying it I mean if you read Marcus's site and also kind of see the follow the design of his site and you look at my site, you'll notice a lot of consistencies between the two because I copy him like crazy. 
Sorry, Marcus, I do. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, it was starting in January then that I really found a purpose. I found a niche. I found my routine. And I found a focus. So um, in, in 2012, I was all across the map. I had no routine whatsoever. You know, there are a couple months, I think, I'm not sure which months in particular that I wrote like 25, 26 posts. But then in December, November, I wrote coast, or excuse me, October, November, I wrote close to nothing. And my traffic was also close to nothing. So it was in start of 2012 that I decided I'm writing every freaking day. And that meant sometimes, I think for a while I was even doing seven days a week. But for the most part, it meant six days a week. Um, then this year I've scaled it down to five Monday through Friday, but, um, so what it resulted in was I believe 330 or so blog posts for 2012. And that was a huge source of my success with generating traffic to the site. So, you know, when I look back, um, this is one of the things I'm going to write about this this coming week. But there are several turning points that I see. Okay, first of all, it was those New Year's resolutions and finding that routine and becoming a, really a content writing machine. I did I would not make excuses because I, I realize kind of how fragile my routine is in general. Like I, I create a routine, I create habit. I'm a creature of habit. But as soon as I make an excuse to get out of that routine once, I can get out of it every day. And that's why I was like, even when I found out that this podcast wasn't going to work today, I've got to record another one. It's like, I can't just not publish a podcast today. So so that really started last year about this time. So that was the first turning point was, was generating that routine. The second happened in February, and it took way too long to get to this point, but I finally created an email list. So if you haven't started your own email list, get one going now. All right. Allow people to subscribe to your content, subscribe to your weekly newsletter or whatever newsletter it is, um, or uh, create something, a product where you can give it away from for, for free in exchange for joining your list. You know, I did all those things, and I am by no means an email marketing expert. And if you aren't, don't worry about it. Get into it, experiment, um, because I've been and knowing that I'm not an expert at it, I've benefited significantly. I've built my list up quite a bit, and it's a it's a really easy way to keep your traffic constantly going so you you don't have to rely so much on you know um, viral content and whatnot and I think that's the, the main thing that that routine does as well right if you create 330 blog posts within a year you you start doing the math and almost all of those posts are going to get some kind of traffic every single day it could be one view. It could be 2,000 views. When you add them all up, you're looking at several thousand page views, and that's what I'm getting now. Um, it's like Monday through Friday, I almost always get 4,000, 5,000, 6,000, 7,000, 8,000 page views. Um, Saturday, Sunday, very rare. It ever goes below 3,000. And that has a lot to do with those two things, with generating so much content that's gonna gonna create some views, and creating that email list where I have two lists. One where it's basically subscribing, and since I write every day, I'm emailing them to let them know, hey, another post, and it drives them back. 
or um, I've got a list otherwise that I'll, I'll hit twice a week and still the same content, driving them back. So email list, very important. The third um, is when Timeline was announced, February February 29th. Because still at that point, you know, I was writing a lot about Pinterest and Google Plus and Twitter. And I pretty much decided at that point that I was shifting my focus to, to business use of social media. But I really hadn't shifted entirely to Facebook marketing yet. But it was when Timeline came out that I really hit my stride. And I wrote just a ton of blog posts. Uh, tutorials about Facebook marketing and first of all it's what I was comfortable doing doing but it attracted a lot of attention and still to this day the piece of content that is always the most traffic piece of content is something I wrote or not wrote but created in those early days of timeline and that's the um, the, the the guide for dimensions of, of your Facebook timeline for cover photo and profile photo and everything else that still drives all kinds of traffic to my site every day. So um, that was a big one when, when Timeline came out. And then uh, the next thing was when I completely redesigned my site. Now, it wasn't just a cosmetic thing. Because up to then, I'd already been through two designs. I had one free theme. I went to a premium theme, though it was giving me some, some, some trouble with security issues. Uh, also, really slow, and uh, slowness was partially probably due to the theme, poorly coded theme, but also due to host. I was using a cut rate host. I was using Bluehost, and when I was starting to get these multi multiple thousands of pages a day, just killing me. Bluehost would shut down uh, every day for even just a few minutes, and I would notice because I'm, I'm I'm constantly on my my back into my site and checking numbers and stuff and I actually was much more obsessive about that stuff back then so I'd always know when I went down and it drove me crazy so um, that redesign I went to Genesis Framework which has been awesome and it's really well coded, coded stuff um, I went with a new logo had actual designer make my logo instead of my crappy logo that I created myself and I'm no designer and I went with new host uh, I had a friend of mine um, host it for me on an Amazon cloud server, which was infinitely better than what I was doing on Bluehost. Bluehost just couldn't handle me anymore. And actually, the guy who was hosting hosting it for me said this told me the same. He's like, "You've outgrown it." So, so I moved on to to this, and that was a huge, huge turning point for my site. Um, and I also had photos done, professional photos done. I mean, I basically put on a professional face that I was lacking uh, up until this point. So that really carried, um, all that happened like late April, and that carried me for a while, and, and things were going really well. But I hadn't quite hit that next level yet. And that next level for me, and, and I, it's really, you know, at the end of the summer or so, where I decided, you know, that next step I need to take, I need to be accepted with, the, those that those top Facebook marketers, I need them to acknowledge me in some way, and that doesn't mean hunting them down, and it doesn't mean necessarily doing anything. It's just um, I was like, I need to be on their radar. I don't know how. And look, I, I try. I networked a little bit, but um, I'm not one of those people who schmoozes schmoozes people or blanketly schmoozes people. Like I pick out people I want to I want to be friends with. Um, but usually just because we have consistent 
you know, interests and styles and this and that. But the, the fact of the matter is, Mari Smith, probably the biggest person in Facebook marketing, she shared something of mine before I had any contact with her whatsoever in, on August 8th. And Amy Porterfield did the same right around then. And that really started a relationship uh, for me with them that has carried me um, and really helped helping me get noticed by a much larger and different audience. I mean, there's no better social proof than being acknowledged by those two people. So that was huge. Um, and then that led me to creating my first products in October, which was the next turning point. And I know this is like a scary thing for a lot of people. And it was a scary thing for me because I didn't know what the hell I was doing in creating a product. And the main, first product I created was Facebook page strategic review. And it's just, um, if you don't know about it, you can find it on my site if you just go to the main navigation under shop. Okay. But um, essentially, this was something that one night, if the funny thing was, I created it because I didn't know what I was going to write about the next day. So I said, screw it. I'm creating a product. I'm gonna All I'm going to do is sell it through PayPal, immediately set it up. I mean, it was like a decision. <laughs> That's real life. I like to say that. I don't know if you hear my kids scream in the background. Set up in like 15 minutes. And... Uh, great response and immediately sold sold some stuff and felt great about it and I've been moving forward ever since so that was a big turning point in October and then when I started um, getting sponsorships to my site that was another turning point so that started out with short stack um, I don't necessarily remember the order right now unfortunately but We've got several right now. Uh, I don't. I don't want to try to name them right now in case I'm going to forget other people. But Short Stack was the main one who's been there from the start, and it was because of the, my ability to get these important sponsors that I was able to get rid of um, AdSense, which I, I've been wanting to do forever anyway. And so that that was fun. <laughs> so so here I am um, now, 17 months later since my site started. And, uh, you know, got 9,000 Facebook fans, and that's, you know, like 12, all right, 14 months since uh, my Facebook page started, 15 months maybe. Uh, approaching 2 million page views on my website, five straight months between 140,000 and 200,000 page views. Got about 6,000 subscribers to my email list. And, uh, you know, this rec recognition now that comes from Social Media Examiner and some other places. So... You know, I, the thing about this that I think is really important to stress, because a lot of people look at it, and I think, like, and I said the same thing when I looked at that list a year ago, and I was like, that's unattainable. These people are long, long established. Um, think of the money they must have invested. I'm a guy who has no money. I've been laid off, and this and that. And one other article I'm right, I'm working on is breaking down exactly what it costed for me and um, what I invested in and how I got to where I am. And here's the funny thing. I actually asked this on my Facebook page today, asked people to guess how much I spent in 2012 on my business. No one was even close. Um, there was one guess at 50000 You know, there were guesses all the way down to 5000 Here's the thing. I spent almost exactly $2,500 on my business and what's interesting too is that once I started investing more it's 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 
pretty obvious. Once I started investing more, I started making more. Like I said, that first six months or so of my business, business, I wasn't making nothing. But it was when I started actually investing money, when I actually had less money, I started to make more. And it really paid off uh, beginning when I created that first product. So when I created, <laughs> created that first product and I got my sponsors lined up and like all these things started to fall into place, now I've got a sustainable business that um, I'm, I'm, some people might hold this close to the vest, but I think it's important, again, that you know this, that I'm now making the same money or more money than I was when I was VP of Strategic Marketing for American Cancer Society. So now the goal is to keep that going, obviously. You don't have that necessarily that security, so you have to keep it going. But um, just know that it, I spent grand total of $2,500 just to get to this place. And that is a very, very small fraction of overall revenue. So you can do it, in other words. You don't need to spend a ton of money on on marketing and on building a site and this and that. I did buy a premium theme. That theme costs under $100. I do pay for a host. That host costs about 20 bucks a month. I do pay for a Weber for my email marketing, but that's now costing me about 50 bucks a month. Like So there are these this list of things that I am investing in, but and add it up and then I do pay for Facebook ads but I rarely spend more than 100 bucks a month in Facebook ads all right so I add them all up ends up being $2500 but very strategically done and very effective especially when you add in all the free things that I've done as well to build uh, build my brand essentially so I hope you found this helpful um, once again I will be writing about this more um, not only this week, but the coming weeks, because uh, I don't want to, you know, just make an everyday kind of thing. But I've got a lot to say about it, so stay tuned for that. Um, otherwise, you know, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, um, also on Stitcher. You can find me there, and make sure you drop a a rating and a review. Because that stuff is really important in terms of me being seen by other people. So I hope you enjoyed this. And it's kind of a blast in the past, blast from the past now, going back to the old format temporarily. But I'd love to hear what you think. Um, and just want to let you know again, you know, I am proof that you can do it too. So it's going to be tough in the beginning. Don't give up. All right. So until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.